came unto Solomon's heart to make in the house of the Lord in his own house he prosperously uh, uh, effected. And the Lord appeared unto Solomon by night and said unto him, I have heard thy prayers and have chosen this place to myself for a house of sacrifice. God said, I heard this prayer and I'm going to choose this house to be my house. And then God said, if I shut up heaven and there be no rain, God said, if I cause a drought and I stop the rain, not the devil, I do this. I will make a drought and y'all won't get no rain. And if I command, uh, 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 or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence upon my people, he said, if I cause a drought, or if I cause a locust, or if I cause a virus to come on my people, he said, if I do this, I'm going to tell you how to counteract when I do when I do something to you, when I cause a drought. When I call a locust, when I cause a virus, he said, if my people which are called by my name, and see, we read that scripture, but we don't know what it's saying. He said, if I cause a drought, if I cause a virus, now, if I do this, if my people will respond, if my people which are called by my name would humble themselves, pray, seek my face, and turn from their wicked way, then will I hear from heaven, forgive their sin, and then I will heal the land. But I caused the drought. I caused the virus. But if you want me to move it, you got to humble yourself and see my face. Then I will. He didn't say call for no fussy. He didn't say go in no lab and try to create something. Your problem is not in the lab. Your problem is you need to get to prayer. I cause viruses. And you know, God gets upset. When you try to create something to counteract what he's doing. You got all these sissies and punks out here that America has allowed to go free. And not address the issue. The country is full of racism. And hatred and malice. You, 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 the rich get rich, the poor get poor. You run over people and treat people like dogs. You're killing folk in the street. Just shoot. God said, I'll call something. Now, if you wanted to move, don't try to go around me and go get fussy. Don't try to go around me and go into some lab because as soon as you create it, I'll create something else. I'll create Lambda. I'll create Delta. And now I got move. There is a cure. There is a vaccine. I got the ingredients. Tell them I got the vaccine. Put it on Facebook. We got it. Fossey don't have it. The church got it. If my people, which are called by my name, would humble themselves. You over there in some lab trying to figure out what to do. The church already got the cure. Would humble themselves, pray, and seek my face. Turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven. Forgive their sin and heal their land. <laughs> and God is mad because we're trying to outrun him. Trying to do everything without him. And I, I can't, I'm surprised that the church don't have the cure. 
and haven't realized that we have to give. Because what happened when Israel would get attacked with a sickness or a disease? They were accustomed to running to the church, the man of God. Get, get, they, they look at the book of Numbers chapter 21. Numbers 21 and 4. Numbers 21 and 4. Get it when you get it, say amen. And, and, and the problem is the church is looking for the scientists. Scientists can't fix a God thing. And I don't, I, I want to tell you something. The reason we keep finding out all these different news on the news outlets is because they're experimenting. If you tell me to do one thing and you come up with another thing as we're going, you're, you're practicing on me and we're developing as we go. You told me one shot. And then you come back. I, we want to tell you, you're going to have to take another. If you're not careful, you're going to be dependent on a shot. I just saw something today uh, and I verified the source, woman, first case of one dying of a brain disease that they've linked to the Pfizer shot. Last week, 1.6 million Moderna uh, doses recalled. Somebody said, and some ignorant person says, well, that's only 1.6. All I have to be is one of them in that number. You ain't playing lotto with me. You go down there and stretch something off. You ain't been playing lotto with lotto with my life. You sitting down them doses off. It may be good. It may be bad. Uh-uh. But in Numbers chapter 21 and 4, it says, read, and they journeyed from Mount Har by the way of the Red Sea to compass the land of Edom, and the souls of the people was much discouraged because of the way. And the people spake against God and against Moses. Wherefore have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no bread, neither is there any water. And our soul locus is like bread. And the Lord sent, who sent it? The Lord sent fiery serpents among the people and they bit the people and much of the people died. Therefore the people came to Moses and said, we have sinned. So God sent serpents to, to bite the people and they got poisoned. And they knew what to do. They didn't run to no scientists. They know this was a God thing. They ran to Moses and said, Moses, we done sinned. You know, my mother was very, my mother was very careful that whenever she, because I know that sometimes my mother got on me and she'd tell me, you ain't going to the fair, ain't giving you none of my money. So I would get on the phone and call my godmother or call my grandmother or call somebody else that was a family member and tell them I wanted to go to the fair and they would give me some money or do something like that which would counteract the punishment that she came. So she gave me that punishment but to show her that I wasn't going to humble myself that I was going to do whatever I wanted to do I would get money from another source. And I remember one time I, I worked and got my own money and she told me you still ain't going. With your money. 
Now take that money you got and help buy something or do something. So she took my money and made me do something else with my money that I had designed a plan to escape her judgment. That's how God feels when he's putting a punishment on the world and we go to Fosse to try to fix. It's like, oh, okay, 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 y'all gonna go to Fosse. Oh, that's, you're gonna go to Fosse. You're gonna go to Anita. Oh, okay, I got you, I got you. So you, you got corona now. Okay, I got you, you got corona. Now, I'm gonna give you something else. Since you're small, you're going to lab. Now, I'm gonna come out with lambda. I'm going to come down with this. He's going to go through the whole alphabet. Lambda, moo, meow, all of it. He's going to get all the sound. Meow, roof, cock-a-doo-doo-doo, everything coming out. Because God say, you can't outsmart me. You can't go around me. And the thing that causes the deliverance we run from. So we stop praying. Shut down the church. Close it down, and that's the answer. We're running from the vaccine of prayer. So we do the totally opposite because we don't think it's a God thing. And because we don't think it's a God thing, and it, I am embarrassed that people actually have so much confidence in doctors that you become foolish if you won't run to one. You stupid. You ain't going to go to the doctor. You ain't going to get the shot. You, if, if I say that I'm going to trust God for healing of my body, all of become, that becomes tempting God and being stupid because I won't go to a doctor. People will say crazy stuff about you. Oh, you now, now, you know how that sounds. That sounds like you're saying to trust God is foolish, but to go to the doctor is why. Because I trust him. But that's where our faith has shifted. That you become a fool or crazy because you step out on faith and trust God for your healing. And God made man. If there's anybody that know how to heal a man, it's the man that made the man. If anybody know how to fix a Toyota, it's the Toyota company. Anybody know how to fix a Cadillac, it's a Cadillac company. I went to the owner. I went to the dealership. And now we have gotten to the point that our confidence and our hope is so into a doctor that if you just trust God and say, I'm going to trust God for healing, even saved folk are looking at you like you stupid because you ain't taking the shot. Even saved folk are looking at you stupid because you say, I believe God can heal this cancer. You better get your crazy self up and go somewhere else to the doctor. Well, what about a woman who had an issue of blood, had went to the doctor's 12 years, and she got worse. But she said, if I could touch, is that still in the Bible? The hymn of his coming, I can and will be made whole. But I become stupid. Because I don't lean on the arms of the sinner. The Bible said when the serpents came, they ran to Moses. They ran to a man of God and said, listen, we messed up. We sinned. But we have spoken against you and against the Lord. Verse 7. Therefore, the people came to Moses and said, we have sinned. For we have spoken against the Lord and against thee. Pray unto the Lord that he would take away the serpents 
for Moses, and Moses prayed for the people. And the Lord uh, said to Moses, Make thee a fiery serpent, and set it upon a pole, and it shall come to pass that when it is bidden, when he looketh up, whosoever has been, when he looketh up, he shall live. And Moses made a serpent of brass and put it upon a pole. And it came to pass that if a serpent had bidden any man, when he beheld the serpent of brass, he lived. Now go to the book of John chapter 3 and 14. Jesus said, I'm going to replace the serpent. I'm going to place him with a cross. I'm going to place him, replace him with a savior. John 3 and 13, let's read it. If you will, John 3 and 13, let's get it together. Y'all giving me a few minutes here? John 3 and 13, what does it say? And no man, let's, uh, let's get four, 14. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the son of man be lifted up. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish. But have eternal life. So now Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness. And whoever looked at the wilderness didn't die when they were bitten of the serpent. China is a symbol of the serpent. And people are being bitten by the serpent today. But God said if you look up to that which is on the cross. Even if you are bitten. Now watch. They were bitten in the Old Testament. And some of us have to tell the truth. This serpent has bit us. It bit you, Brother Thompson. It bit some of you here that have suffered through that coronavirus. It bit you, Bam. It bit you, Washington. Oh, yeah, it bit some of y'all. Some of y'all ain't know where you were bit, but you know something's going on. It bit you, but it didn't kill you. It bit you, but I walked out alive. I'm not telling you that every now and then God won't let the devil bite you, but I'm telling you his poison won't kill you. I've been bit, but I'm still alive. There is a possibility that the enemy can bite you. And every now and then I think, I, and I've, un, I've wondered, I've wondered, and I've asked God why, and I know some of you all have prayed this, I this too, why if I'm saved and I get bit? Because I thought you were to cover me from getting bit. God said every now and then I need somebody to let the devil know his poison can't destroy a child of God. So if I don't let anybody get bitten, then he think he alright. But every now and then I'll let something bite you, but I won't let it kill you. So that you'll know that my power is over the bite. Cancer bit you. AIDS bit you. You ain't said nothing. Corona bit you, but it didn't kill you. There was something in you that was stronger than the bite. Tell somebody I've been bit, but I'm still alive. Any of y'all saints in here been bit? Ain't no need of you looking around like you're deep. Some of y'all was coughing, barking, everything else, fever, shaking, sweating, but God brought you out of it. And the way I feel about it was somebody say, I got my shot. That's why I'm all right. And they're putting all this, I got my shot and I'm all right. I got my shot. That's why I came through it because I got my shot. But I, God is so wise that he put an antibody in your body. God naturally knew that diseases was come. 
God gave you a shot before the sickness came. Now, for all of y'all that's bragging that you came through with the vaccine, well, I'm bragging that I came through without it. Is there anybody that, it, that amen? And just like you can talk about your Pfizer work and your Madonna work, your Cinefam work, and your Cinefam work, God works. I'm one of his patients, and I came out. And just about every medicine that you know got a side effect. Everybody, every one of them you know you it got a side effect. It, it affects you on a sideways. It affects one thing, but then some folks they get all kind of side. One guy was shaking. Well, let me tell y'all something. My medicine came with a side effect too. That's why you see me around here with my hands lifted up and shouting and dancing. I ain't strange. That's just my side effects to say thank you for healing me. Thank you for bringing me out. Anybody got a side effect praise here? Tell about two or three people he brought me out. Oh, glory to God. Tell him he brought me out. Ah, oh, tell him again he brought me out. Tell him again he healed my body. Y'all ain't saying nothing around here with your cute, dignified self. My God, you better praise God. He been good to you. Oh, you think you're all right because you got over Corona 1, but they got Corona 2, 3, and 4 out there too. You better praise God. The Lord has kept you. My God, with your dignified self. You didn't come down here this morning, my God, to be a model. You didn't come down here this morning to show off. I thought you said, I come to praise the Lord. I come to clap my hand. I come to give him the glory. Somebody say hallelujah. Oh, you ought to give God a praise and say thank you. Can you touch somebody and say God is a healer? Tell somebody I ain't stupid, I ain't crazy. I just know who to praise. I just know who to give glory to. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Just a few minutes you ought to praise him. Glory to God. Somebody right here ought to have a praise in your mouth. To seek a physician and not the Lord is a dangerous position. In 2 Kings chapter 8, I want to talk to you about two kings. Y'all give me a few minutes, all right? In 2 Kings chapter 8, one king got sick, and when he got sick, he called for the doctor. Another got sick. And he called for the prophet. Second Kings 8 and 7. And Elijah came to Damascus and Ben-Hadad, the king of Syria, was sick. Now this is not a king of Jerusalem. This is a Syrian king. And he was sick. And it was told him saying that the man of God has come hither. Now he's from a whole other nation. And he got sick and he heard that the man of God was coming. And the king said unto Hezekiah, take a present unto thy hand and go meet the man of God and inquire of him of the Lord by him saying, shall I recover of this disease? You mean you're not going to the doctor to find out whether you're going to come out of it or not? Go 
and ask the prophet, am I going to be all right? I had a lady on my Facebook page told me not to play doctor. Well, the first thing that you need to know, the first doctor was a preacher. When leprosy came in the book of Leviticus chapter 13, they didn't say go call for the MD. If you got leprosy, call for the priest. So that was the first level of healing that took place. They called for a prophet. And the prophet said in verse 9, and so Hazael went to him and took a present with him, even of a, every good thing of Damascus, 40 camels. He gave him 40 camels, burdens, came and stood before him and said, the son of Bahadad, king of Syria, uh, has sent me to these saying, shall I recover disease? And Elijah said unto him, go, say unto him, thou mayest certainly recover. You'll recover. Howbeit the Lord has showed me that he shall surely die. He said, yeah, you'll recover, and you may not die of that, but God said, you're going to die. So he, he went and sought the prophet to get information, and the prophet was telling him whether he would live or die. Another king in Second Chronicles 16, hallelujah, God is chastising him because of his behavior to Israel, Azar. 16, 2 Chronicles 16, 11. And behold, the acts of Asa, first and last, lo, they were written in the book of the kings of Judah and Israel. And Asa, in the 39th year of his reign, he'd been reigned 39 years, was diseased in his foot, just his feet, until the disease was exceedingly great. Yet in his disease he sought not the Lord. Now, God has a problem because he's diseased, and he knows why he's diseased. But yet in his disease, he sought not the Lord. In the, in the condition that America is in, yet in this condition, they are not seeking the Lord. And God says, but to the physicians. So he's sick. He doesn't seek God about the condition, but the physician. I, I've watched preachers tied in to the news to see what Foxy is going to say. They're programmed to hear when are they coming up with a cure, when are they coming up with an answer, when are they going to solve this. I had one preacher say, boy, I prayed for God to give him a cure and he gave it to him. <laughs> That's not the answer to the problem. He sought the physician, it says in verse 13, and Asa slept with his fathers and died in the one and forty year of reign. Took him two years because he got sick when he was 39. He didn't die until he was 41. That means for two years, even when he was sick, he's got the doctors trying to figure something out rather than humble himself unto the Lord. Rather than say to God, God, this is from you. I understand what's going on. God changed this condition. He is stu See, stubbornness. Rebellion is as a sin of what? And stubbornness as a sin of. You see, all those things work together because sometimes God is dealing with us 
and rather than us submit to God when God is dealing with us, we'll try to get an alternative plan. And all that does is worsen it up. God started with Pharaoh with blood and water. Nobody was dying, just blood and water. Nobody was dying, just Moses sticking his hand in his bosom, his hand is becoming white. And if Moses, if, if Pharaoh would have saw that which was God doing, said, okay, cool, I'll stop. God now sends flies. The flies wasn't enough. That ain't God. It's just a bad, somebody just forgot to take out the garbage. The frogs start coming. The lights start coming. And this start coming. So God starts sending things repeatedly over and over. And each time they get worse and worse, which ultimately it ended up with God ultimately taking him to the waters and drowning him. America has had 9-11, and the world has had famines and pestilence, which is God trying to say, this is me, this is me. You know, my mother, her punishment levels would go up. Every now and then I would do something, she'd just grab me and pinch me and just turn my skin like you turning a knob. Get you on your tiptoes. Look like when she pinching you, I'm turning with her. You ain't got one till you get a good one like that. She sent me back in there and I still cut up. Then she come in there and she might just bop me in the mouth one time. Boom. As soon as that little boom, as soon as I look at that arm, as soon as that little thing start moving and I don't feel it no more, I go back to what I'm doing. Hit my lip, boom, feel like your lip shout. Boom, boom, boom. I don't know if your lip ever felt like it had the Holy Ghost. You look at it to see was it jumping. You felt it. But then about that third or fourth time, she said, you know what? I done told you. I done hit you. Then she come in there and get that belt and close that door. And stand by the door and knock. And boy, she go to 10 and 10 and 10. So what God is doing? Gradually, gradually, gradually. God allowed AIDS to come out. And then they come up with a cure for that. Uh, uh, something similar. So they allowed all these things to come out. And little by little, little by little, God now, now God allows something to hit the whole face of the world. And rather the world going into a unit. Now you can't get the world to go into a universal prayer, but you can get them to get a universal mass. You can go to get them in a universal separation, but can't get them to go... China over there and all these folk in the Middle East and everywhere they're bowing down to Buddha amen now everywhere in every nation somebody's bowing to Buddha with a mask you got Muslims bowing uh, 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 with, with, with masks on they got a universal mask but can't get a universal prayer God had to be looking down at this condition and saying they haven't figured out the answer somebody say hallelujah can I tell you something God controls death and God controls life. You know, God is so powerful that when you want to die, if he don't want you to die, he won't let you die. Just to show you that he's God. And the book of Revelation, it talks about the time will come that men will seek death and death going to run from them. I think every now and then God wants us to know that he's in charge of death and life. I've heard people made the assumption that if they only had the shot, they wouldn't have died. 
Uh, if they only did this, they wouldn't have died. Get Hebrews chapter 9 and 27. Get that quickly. 9 and 27. And I'm, I'm about to go here. 9 and 27. All right. It says, as it is appointed to man to what? Die. A man wants to die and after death is what? So God's got an appointment for death. So you got people today saying, oh, if this wouldn't have happened, they wouldn't have died, and that wouldn't have happened. And, and then God can be so in charge of death, and God can be so petty, so petty that when you want to die, he said, I ain't going to let you just because I'm in charge. In Revelation chapter 9 and 6, it says, and in those days shall men seek death and shall not find it and shall desire to die, and death shall flee from them. I control death. So you can jump off of a building and I tell death, don't let her die. Shoot yourself in the head and then the bullet can't kill you because I just want to show you that I control death. I tell you when you're going to die and I tell you when you're going to live. Isn't that some type of God? If I understand that he has the power like this, and, and, and this, is, this is true, this is true. We read the book of Jonah and uh, we don't realize sometimes that Jonah was suicidal. He was a suicidal preacher. Jumping overboard in Jonah chapter 1 was not an attempt to escape and think that he could swim. Jumping overboard was Jonah trying to commit suicide. But God wanted to show Jonah, I'm in charge of death. And even a suicidal preacher who jumps out in a way you're up and hold your own his tongue till you get to the destination that I got. Somebody say Hallelujah. In the book of Deuteronomy 32 and 39, I'm about closing here, Deuteronomy 32 and 39. Listen to what it says, 32 and 39. Uh, see now that I even am, am he. See, I'm he. This is what I want you to see. See. Amen. He doesn't just talk, but he says, see. He, look here. And there is no God with me. I kill. I can kill when I want to kill. You can put as many uh, respirators on you. You can put a a tube down your throat, a tube in your ear, a tube in your heart. When I get ready, I kill. All of the stuff that they put on you, all of the shots that they give you, all of the medicine they give you, when, when, when God gets ready for you to die, you're gone. I, and let me tell you this, and, and to prove that, the doctors haven't found out a cure to keep their own self alive. How many hospitals are doctors dying in? How many graves that you have? I don't care how many degrees that you get. When God gets ready for you to go, God can take you out of here. And you can be healthy and die. That's why they're saying, well, well, you know, some folk, uh, if you got good health, you can get it. There are good folk that got good health to die. There are babies die. There's adults die. There's grown folk die. There's heavy folk die. There's skinny folk die. Amen. There's this kind of folk die. There's folk with, because God is in control of death and in control of life. He said, I kill and I make alive. I wound and I heal. Neither is there any that can deliver out of my hand. When God got his hand in it, ain't no fossil can deliver you out of this. Can't nobody deliver you out of my hand. Look at somebody and say, this is a God thing. My God, can you put your hand together and give God a praise? And in a time like this, the church's position must be to trust God in a time of death. We, we talk about God when it comes down, amen, to certain aspects of life. 
But when it comes down to life and death situation, many times, because our life is so fragile, fragile, amen, fragile, we actually back up when it comes down to life and death situation. But we are going to have to get to the point, and I've heard this story about Shaq, right? My, me, Shaq, and Abinigo, and you hear this, and we preach it over and over, but you must see the level of faith that they had. Their level of faith was that even if I'm put in a condition that's supposed to kill me, I got enough confidence in God that yes, fire is supposed to burn me, but I can get in the fire and not get burned. Ha! Ah, you know, we talk about this story, but this is what you got to understand. When you look at the story of, hallelujah, of uh, Daniel chapter 3, it was not just a story, but it is an end time story that is prophesying about the time that we're in. They didn't just end up in a fiery furnace. They end up there because they would not bow to another had made an image that the whole world was to bow down to. And if you did not bow down to this image, it would cause death. Somebody say hallelujah. I believe today that the vaccine is just about taking the place of the image. Because if you don't bow down to take your shot seems as if the whole world is looking at you crazy. But And so the immunity from that fiery furnace was to take and bow down but there was a group of young men that say we won't bow not only will we not bow but we have enough confidence in God that you can put us where we supposed to die but we won't die I know that there are people who are telling you that if you don't do this and if you don't do that and you don't do that you're going to die I just believe if God's got enough power to put somebody in a fiery furnace and they not get burned up there's enough power that corona could be everywhere but it can't bring me out of can't take me out. Can you put your hand together and give God a praise? Hallelujah. Amen. So Nebuchadnezzar decided in his fury to throw three men into a fiery furnace. But what he didn't realize that though he had thrown them into a fiery furnace, amen, God had conditioned them, amen, that fire, the elements of fire could not burn them. I believe that God can condition us in this sick, messed up world. I believe that God can condition us with sickness that everywhere that even if it comes our way, it won't have effect on a child of God. I wish I had somebody can give God a praise and say hallelujah. Amen. This is a God thing. And sometimes what the church don't understand. We can't deal with the persecution in the fight of the devil we can't deal with people mocking us and picking at us amen because of our social media because of our YouTube because of our status we are afraid to be mocked but you've got to be like amen Shaq like me Shaq and Abinigo not only were they not forced to go into fire because they didn't worry about how people thought about them or how people felt about them oh today your own family will look at you crazy and look at you differently because you're not going to the norm but I got some people here that say listen you don't control me you may control a lot of things you don't control my salvation and if I can't come to your house because I ain't got no shot so be it I'll go to his house 
Y'all ain't said nothing here. Ha. Hallelujah. In fact, ha, I believe what God is doing in these last days ha, is doing what we wouldn't do ourselves. For he told us to come out from among them ha, and be separate ha, and touch not the unclean things of the world. Ha. Ha, you ought to put your hand together ha, and give God a praise and say hallelujah. I believe that God says uh, put a difference between holy and unholy uh, and clean and unclean. Uh, he said let the wheat and the tear grow together. Uh, but in the day of separation, uh, I'll do the separating. Uh, children of God, I want to tell you, we've come down to the fine line. Uh, amen. The Bible said, don't think that I've come to bring peace uh, but I've come to bring a sword. Uh, the mother shall be against the mother-in-law. Uh, the daughter-in-law against the daughter-in-law and whoever loves your family more than me you're not worthy of me I love your mama but you can't force me to do something that is against the principle of the word of God I love your family and friend but my mind is made up somebody say hallelujah can you put your hand together and give God a praise every now and then God allows the church to go through mockery amen are you so intimidated by what people feel about you that they will force you because they shame you and mark you amen to do what they're doing too many of us are easily influenced we're influenced by family we're influenced by friends we're influenced by Facebook and we just do it because Facebook say do it. Let me tell you sudden Facebook, hallelujah thank God for Facebook but there is another book that I got my face in hallelujah and uh, you better get out of Facebook and get in the book because the book tell me he was wounded y'all too pretty around here this morning for my transgression and he was bruised for my iniquity the chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes I'm healed and so you're so worried about the thumb on Facebook but thank God I ain't got just the thumb but I got the whole hand somebody say hallelujah somebody ought to put your hand together and give God a praise hallelujah and so in a time like this you've got to understand how revival starts revival starts when God put you in a condition that you're marked and picked at that you're ostracized it goes into a condition where something is supposed to happen but it does not happen that's really how revival starts can y'all just give me a few minutes here when something is supposed to happen to you and everybody is expecting it to happen and it doesn't happen the way that it's normally to happen that's how God gets revival let me explain to you the revival in Babylon Shaq right me Shaq and Abednego was supposed to get burned up but when they didn't get burned up they're outside and they're expecting something to happen in Bible way because we're worshiping and praising God but keep on looking at my fiery furnace oh glory to God look at somebody and say neighbor don't throw me in the fire and turn 
your head. Don't throw me in the fire and walk away. When you throw me in the fire, sit there long enough and see the end results. Somebody say hallelujah. The king put Shagrach, Meshach in a bitty good furnace. Got his stuff and got ready to go. But just before he left, he said check again. I hear some rambling in there. Check again. I hear some noise in there. I just want to make sure that everything's alright. And when he opened the furnace, he saw four men loose walking in the fire. I know somebody got your eyes on Bible way and you're waiting on me to cough and you're waiting on me to sneeze. You're waiting on me to fall out. But I, I just come to tell you, I just come to tell you, keep on watching for he was wounded for my transgression and bruise for my iniquity and the chastisement of my peace was upon him. I can't finish it now. Tell somebody with this right. And y'all know the rest of the story. Keep on logging in to Facebook under another profile. Keep on sneaking and watching. You're going to be like Nicodemus that came by night. But I just come to tell you, keep looking at the furnace. Because the next time you look at the furnace, somebody is walking out with the victory. Somebody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, tell your enemies, keep on looking at my furnace. Somebody say glory. Somebody say glory. Tell about two or three people. There's a miracle happening in my furnace. There's a miracle happening. COVID is all around. Hallelujah. But there's a miracle happening in the furnace. Folk are being saved in the furnace. Somebody say glory. And all God needs is about two or three people that's willing to step in the fire. That's willing to defy the government and tell the government if God don't hear me he'll just have to take me. But I'm going to trust in the Lord. I, 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 I'm going to trust him. Good God Almighty, I'm clothing here. And then there's another story that happened in Babylon. They didn't learn enough that God can take care of you in the midst of fire. But then Daniel was having a prayer meeting three times a day. And somebody told him, said, Daniel, you got to stop your prayer meeting. Hallelujah. Because the king done come out with a decree for the next few days and if anybody pray they're going to be thrown in a fiery furnace and Daniel left the business meeting and went back 
through his prayer meeting. And this time Daniel said, I want y'all to see me do it. And Daniel opened up the windows and prayed towards heaven and prayed and kept on praying. And 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 they took Daniel and said, Daniel, you're under arrest. Somebody say glory. You're under arrest because nobody is supposed to be praying. So we're going to take you and throw you in a lion den. But as I told you, don't walk away. They put Daniel in the lion den. But all night, all night, Daniel was resting. When he got up the next morning, he was one piece. Got up the next morning and they wondered what happened. Well, what they didn't understand, there was a lion in the lion den with Daniel. But when Daniel walked in, there was another lion that came in with Daniel. That's called the lion of the tribe of Judah. And when the lion... And when the lion of the tribe stepped in, the lion did. The lion that was in there became a pussycat. The lion that was in there laid down. I come to tell you. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor. Don't worry about the lion that's in the den. You got a lion that's going in. See ya. Hug somebody. Ah, yeah. Glory. <laughs> Hallelujah. Y'all up closing here. But look at somebody and say, neighbor, this is a God thing. This is a God thing. Somebody say, hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I ain't afraid to testify that I had something that felt like something. I ain't afraid to tell you. I went and got tested. Some of y'all went and got tested. And they told me that I had it. But what had me didn't know that something had me before it grabbed a hold of it. And what had me, amen, was greater than what came on me. Somebody shout yes. Somebody shout yes. Grab about two or three people and say, neighbor, I don't know how long COVID would be here. I don't know how long Lambda will be here. I don't know how long you will be here. I don't know how long Delta will be here. But what I know, Jesus is here all the time. He's a healer. He's a deliverer. And, and, and. And, 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 and look at your neighbor and say neighbor not only not only is my face covered I don't just have on the mask I got my whole body covered I'm covered in the blood from the crown 
of my head to the sole of my feet. Step out of your seat just a few minutes. I'm trying to close, but I feel mighty good. Step out of your seat. Grab somebody and say, neighbor, I'm going to be all right. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor. Neighbor, neighbor, I've got my shot. I've got my shot down on my knees. When I got the Holy Ghost, I got the shot. Somebody see it. Somebody see it. And tell somebody this morning I've come again. I want a booster. I want a booster. I want more joy. I want more peace. I want more hope. Somebody say glory. I dare somebody. I dare somebody to get out of your seat and go find another person and say, neighbor, God's got you covered. God's got you covered. God's. It's a God thing. It is a God thing. It's a God thing. Reach over and tell him it is a God thing. Everybody in this building that God has ever healed. Everybody in this building that God has ever touched. Everybody in this building that God has ever given a miracle. Everybody in this building that God has ever brought out. I want you to just praise him right now. Praise him right now. Praise him right now. Whoa, glory. Look at somebody say, say, God's not trying to kill you. He's just trying to give you another reason to praise him. Can you just touch somebody? Tell them again, God is in charge.
Tell them again, God is in charge. I thank God as you look around this whole world, people are dying. People are going out. You don't know whether it's the flu. You don't know whether it's a cold. You don't know whether it's a virus. You don't know what it is. And you know, there, there are people who are trying to force me and to influence me to tell people to stay home, stay distant. I ain't going to do it. I ain't going to do it. It's working for me. And it's working for us. I'm going to come to church. I'm going to shake hands. I'm going to lay hands. I'm going to pray. I'm going to trust God. And nothing going to change it. Because I'm not walking in fear. I'm not walking in fear. See, I refuse to act any different than I've been acting before. Would I put you out of church two years ago? No. Would I? Nothing. See, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta there's a certain way you gotta act. There's, there's, a, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of fights that you can avoid by the way you act. If you look like you can fight, you can get out of some fights. Amen. If you know how to talk, you can get out of some. Amen. I, 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 I used to have to do that all the time because I was a, I was a little short. If I let folk know before I came up, I said, now you watch it now. I said, you see that ant over there? He's small. I said, he bites you. He make your whole body feel it. Wrong. Try me if you want to. That's the way I feel. Now, I, I probably would get beat up. I have gotten beat up. The whole time I got beat up. But I've talked myself out of a lot of fights. Amen. I knew a little karate, so I'd make a noise of, wah! Woo! Wah! Wah! And one of my friends said, he, he know it, he know it, he do, he do. Wah! Boy, I'm glad he didn't jump up there for real. Oh, yeah, it did. You see, that's why in, in, in karate and all those, they got noises come with it. Whoa, whoa, intimidating. So every now and then, if you can't fight, just make enough noise. If my head can't do it, maybe my sound will. And so, and so, and all right, all right, all right, I feel so. If you can't fight, just shout it out your mouth. When the children of Israel went to a battle and there was an army that was greater than them, God said, just make some noise. And when they start praising God, the enemies ran because of the noise. Can 
I, can I get just a few people to make a little noise? Look at somebody. Look up to somebody. And, and see, God don't want you to make no noise of distress. Like, ah, ah, ah. That sounds like somebody being beat up. He said, make a joyful note. I need somebody to make a joyful noise. Like you're happy. Like you know the victory is coming. Like you know you're going to be healed. unto God with the voice of triumph. Shout unto God with the voice of triumph. I don't know. I'm going. I don't know. I've looked at this virus. I've looked at the, the pictures of it and the microscopic form of it. I didn't see it had any ears. I don't know if Corona has ears or not. I don't know if Lambda has ears or not. But I imagine if I can speak to mountains, I can speak to Corona. And I believe that, 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 that sicknesses and infirmities carry spirits with them. Amen. And there must there must be a demon here that's connected that know that we're not afraid. There must be a demon that understands that the saints, there is a group of people that believe we got the victory. There must be a group of people that can tell that, see, I don't want you to hold back if you've been delivered from it. I want you to let the devil know I won. Sometimes when God do something, we put it on the shelf. But this thing is, you you just freshly got out of it. Amen. And people have died all around you. And God has brought you through it. You didn't know what was going on. Didn't know what had taken on you. But God brought you out. Somebody ought to give God praises like you know it. Before I go in prayer, grab somebody by the hand and tell them, Thou faith has made you whole. Thou faith has made you whole. Faith over cancer. They brought someone here for me to pray for today who is dealing with cancer. We're going to pray for that cancerous condition. And trust that God will heal you. 
there is no sickness that God cannot heal. 